98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The top stories. The government says it's studying whether or not to allow the elderly to get a COVID jab without having to book. The police chief says some University of Hong Kong students may have broken the national security law when they praised a man who stabbed a police officer. And three Chinese nationals are kidnapped in Mali. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, says the government is studying whether to allow walk-in COVID vaccinations for the elderly. Less than a quarter of people aged over 65 have been vaccinated. Mr Nip, who's in charge of the SAR's vaccination programme, also said the vaccination rate may reach 70% in late September, a level some experts say will provide herd immunity. Currently, the single jab rate is 41%. Mr Nip said the vaccination programme will be tailored to meet demand. We will closely monitor the uh, booking and also the uh, vaccination situation in the next two weeks. And then we would decide the uh, way forward, including whether any uh, adjustments needs to be made uh, to the vaccination arrangement. Police Chief Raymond Seal says some University of Hong Kong students may have broken the national security law by praising a man who stabbed a policeman before killing himself on July the 1st. The University Student Council passed a motion just under a week after the event, saying it appreciated the man's sacrifice for Hong Kong. Following an outcry, it later withdrew the motion and all its members resigned. Speaking on a TV programme, Mr Seal said glorifying what the man did might be a violation of the law's ban on promoting and inciting terrorism. Three Chinese nationals and two Mauritanians have been kidnapped in Mali. The country's armed forces said the incident took place in war-torn Sahel state. Robert Kemp has more. In a post on social media, the Malian army said armed men had attacked a construction site 55 kilometres from the town of Kuala, making off with pickup trucks and the hostages. Equipment belonging to the Chinese construction firm Kovec and a Mauritanian firm was also destroyed. The kidnapped victims had reportedly been working on road construction. Mali is struggling with an Islamist insurgency and abductions, both of Malians and foreigners, are frequent. In April, the French journalist Olivier Dubois was kidnapped. Police have arrested a 45-year-old man on suspicion of damaging a parking meter in Chimsha Choi. The force said the man had become emotional yesterday after an argument with a female friend. He allegedly took his frustration out on the parking meter on Kimberley Street. The man then dumped the meter in a nearby alley. Chan Ho Ting is a police inspector. The suspect just approached to the offence location and then he kept shaking it and then he kept pulling the parking meters and then he just take it away and threw it to the real real lane nearby. He broke the parking meter because he was in dispute right before the incident. The parking meters is quite heavy but I think it can be handled or carried by the suspect. A 75-year-old man who'd received two BioNTech shots in the United States has tested positive for COVID-19. He's one of two imported cases reported by Hong Kong health authorities today. The man had no symptoms when he arrived here on Friday. The other patient is a 25-year-old domestic helper who flew in from Bangladesh on Wednesday. She also had no symptoms and tested positive for COVID on the third day of her quarantine. Both patients tested positive for the L452R mutation. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, says Hong Kong's unemployment rate will drop below 6%. It's the lowest level in more than a year, as the SAR's economic situation continues to improve. The jobless rate peaked at 7.2% at the beginning of the year, but fell to 6% in the three months ending in May. The latest figures will be released next week.
The South African Football Association says three members of a football team at the Olympic Village in Tokyo have tested positive for the coronavirus. The rest of the team have been put under quarantine and will not be allowed to train. The BBC's Alex Capstick reports. The three positive cases involving two players and a video analyst were detected after the trio had posted negative tests at the airport just after their arrival. They were allowed to make their way to the village where everyone is subjected to daily screening. They've now been taken to a different location for quarantine. The rest of the team is staying in their rooms while they wait for the results of their latest tests. Organisers have today reported 10 new Olympic-related cases, bringing the overall total to 55. The number of infections is likely to cause concern, but the IOC has said it shows the testing regime, which is designed to catch those carrying the virus and isolate them, is working. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel is visiting areas devastated by floods in the west of the country. Her visit comes as the number of people confirmed dead from the floods in northwest Europe rose to 183. In neighbouring Austria, heavy rain caused flooding in the town of Helene. This report from the BBC's Bethany Bell. In Helene, the river Kottbach burst its banks, flooding the historic town centre. Video footage showed a torrent of water washing through the town at high speed. In the nearby town of Kuchel, several houses were evacuated after a mudslide. People have been warned to stay at home. Some railway services in the region have been disrupted. There's been heavy rain over much of the country. The fire brigade in Vienna said that on Saturday evening, the city experienced more rainfall in a single hour than it had in the last seven weeks. North Korean state media has urged young people to speak the country's standard language and to avoid foreign cultural influences. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. North Korea is in the midst of a drive to bolster support for the country's leaders through ideological campaigns, no doubt organised to ensure loyalty at a time of economic hardship, including food shortages. In these latest comments, state media has stressed the superiority of the Pyongyang dialect. Young people have also been told to adopt acceptable lifestyles in terms of clothes, hairstyles and music. Popular culture and fashions from South Korea have long seeped into the North and undermined the often extravagant claims made by Pyongyang's leaders about the reality of life in their own country. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has reversed plans to carry on working from the office amid an outcry that he was dodging coronavirus guidelines. Mr Johnson and the Finance Minister Rishi Sunak will now self-isolate. They had both received an official COVID alert after the Health Secretary tested positive for the disease. Tomorrow, nearly all COVID restrictions will be eased in England despite rising infections. The epidemiologist Professor Neil Ferguson said case, mon- case numbers may not come down for some time. We'll know it's worked when case numbers plateau and start going down. We know then hospitalisations and deaths will take some more weeks. And the best projections suggest that could happen any time from really mid-August to mid-September. So we will have to be patient. It'll also take us three weeks before we know the effect of Monday, of relaxing restrictions and what that will do to case numbers. The leader of the Taliban, Hebatullah Akunzada, said the militant group strenuously favours a political settlement. In Qatar, a Taliban delegation is meeting representatives of the Afghan government for a second day of peace talks. The BBC's Sekunda Kamani reports from Kabul. 
The Taliban are thought to now control around half of all territory in Afghanistan after launching a cross-country assault coinciding with the withdrawal of nearly all remaining international forces. In a message released ahead of the Muslim festival of Eid, Mullah Hebatullah, the leader of the Taliban, claimed the group was committed to a peaceful settlement so long as it resulted in a pure Islamic system. Talks between a delegation of senior Afghan political figures and the Taliban are continuing in Doha today. Previous discussions have failed to make any tangible progress. To sports and Formula One championship leader Max Verstappen has crashed out of the British Grand Prix at high speed on the first lap after contact with title rival Lewis Hamilton in a wheel-to-wheel battle. The Red Bull driver appeared unhurt and stood unaided after getting out of the car following the accident at Cops Corner. Ferrari's Charles Leclerc was leading the race when it was red flagged. The stewards have reviewed the incident and given Hamilton a 10-second time penalty for causing a collision. The race has just been restarted. And on to the weather forecast, cloudy with occasional squally showers and thunderstorms. Showers will be heavy at times tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 25 to 29 degrees with moderate east to southeasterly winds fresh offshore. The outlook, the weather will be unsettled with squally showers and thunderstorms in the next few days. Showers will be heavy at times. Currently at the observatory, it's 27 degrees with the relative humidity now at 91%. The observatory has issued the standby signal number one. At 8pm, Tropical Storm Infa was centred about 1,000 kilometres east of Taipei. It's forecast to move northwest at about 8 kilometres per hour in the general direction of the seas east of Taiwan and intensify gradually. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government says it's studying whether or not to allow the elderly to get a COVID jab without having to book. The police chief says some University of Hong Kong students may have broken the national security law when they praised a man who stabbed a police officer. And free nationals are kidnapped in Mali. The news from RTHK. Let's kick off the last hour of Sunday with little Commodores. Here's Lady, you bring me up. Right here on Radio 3 with me, classic Michael Lance, and the Sunday Late.
up, Commodores. A little while, gonna do a little Sam Cooke tribute. Everybody loves some Sam. As I said to start off tonight, the Isley Brothers is what got me in the mood. So let's hear from the Ohio natives again. Here's Green.